We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. Apes! Together! Strong! The war is not what you want. There must be another way. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack and today I'm joined by someone who's gone bananas. It's Chris. Apes eat bananas? Everyone eats bananas. I beg to differ. Give a banana to a uh, horse. I went through <laughs> dog, cat and pig. I was like, no, all three of them will eat a banana. I think your first option would be best. A dog wouldn't eat a banana. My aunt has a dog and he loves banana. That's dog is weird. Does it peel it? Well, no, they peel it and cut it up and give it to the dog. That's not the point. The dog eats banana. <laughs> no, I think that is the point. You've missed the point completely. I would pay good money to see a dog peel a banana. He can't peel the banana. Anyway, we're a podcast about <laughs> about films and surviving stuff. Sadly, not about dogs peeling bananas. We should do it, though. We should do, yes. It would be called, Can They Peel It? Just give a dog a different piece of fruit or vegetable to Every peel week. each week. Exactly. Ah. And anything that doesn't have skin on it to peel, or something you wouldn't normally peel, like a strawberry, we wrap it in tin foil. And see if they can get into it. Yep. Ex- <laughs> Excellent. Here we go then. Brilliant. Right. Today's podcast is about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes from 2014, the second in the Ape Trilogy which will be concluding, well, in a few weeks, with War for the Planet of the Apes, starring Woody Harrelson. But now, Chris, let's talk about the middle film of this trilogy. So, this is the first time that we both watched this film, isn't it? Yeah, I watched it an hour ago. Okay, so it's still fresh. It's very fresh. In your mind, yes. Well, that's better than what Ben does. Ben sometimes watches it, watches the film, whilst we would doing the podcast it's even more fresh so fresh so hot in his brain so yeah shall i elaborate and tell everyone what the story was i could elaborate it's set 10 years after the first film it's been two years since any of the apes have seen any humans they're going about their business a small group of humans appears to them because they're trying to pass through the ape territory to get to a dam because this dam when they get it working will feed electricity back to a city where the humans have built up a small population the humans freak out because they're like, oh my god, it's the apes. They go back because the apes are like, get away. The humans are like, okay, we're going to go back to the apes and ask them if we can get through to the dam. Which they do initially, and then uh, they start rebuilding the dam. But then there's people on the human side and apes on the ape side who don't like each other. They cause some chaos. It eventually breaks down, and then the apes attack the humans, kicking off the uh, the war. A uh, bit more to it than that. The no, humans... that's exactly that's, that's it. <laughs> Nothing else happened. The humans freak out because the apes are genetically modified and they're super clever apes. So that's why... Yeah, that's why they freak out. I don't think they would have freaked out if there was just a normal ape. Yeah, not to mention they probably would have thought about the apes' initial attack when they attacked everybody and got out. Yes, and the reason that humanity has dwindled is because of a a virus, a a man-made virus that has been coined the simian flu, which is obviously transmitted from apes and and all sorts of uh primates so that would be a cause for concern but uh yeah the surviving members of the human race are genetically immune to this virus so that's how come 
the humans are still kicking about which is good for humanity what's not so good is that humanity has fallen into disrepair all the cities have been pretty much abandoned and deserted and those that were genetically immune to the virus sort of split up and riots started and governments just dissolved in on themselves and there's no sort of structure which is where malcolm who's the main character in this and gary the oldman oldman (laughs) come in (laughs) and they're the first sort of um attempt to try and get humanity back onto its feet and stable and working and getting power is one of their main goals which they are trying to do uh but caesar's group of apes are in the way and this film is really a story about can these two sides coexist and whether both sides can overcome the dickheads in their respective factions so can they overcome the dickheads in their groups no they can't they come so close but it doesn't happen no so let's get into what actually happens and um humans don't make a very good first impression one of malcolm's exploratory team uh carver shoots ash who is the best friend of blue eyes who is caesar's son and caesar is the chief of the ape population and uh yeah that's not a great first impression is it shooting one of your fellow apes didn't kill him though when he grazed his arm still at really close range that guy's a crap shot was he going for a killing shot definitely yes definitely he's got murder in his eyes he is yeah he doesn't like apes does he he hates them he does yes apist 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 yes he's not good but this dam is so important that malcolm decides to go back despite being told to leave the apes alone and he manages to parlay uh three days to work on the dam with the help of caesar under the condition that no guns are to enter the apes home territory and of course carver doesn't adhere to this rule and he smuggles in a gun it's discovered caesar gets angry and threatens to throw the humans out but fortunately malcolm's wife or girlfriend ellie is a nurse and she manages to save caesar's wife uh after she gave birth to caesar's second son yeah and she falls ill and human medicine somehow works on What's antibiotics still yeah you're not meant to it's an ape man they're close to us right it's close enough that it worked get over it she lived you wouldn't take dog medicine to cure a cold i beg to differ good sir so you can afford (laughs) flea tablets flea tablets i have a migraine give me a flea tablet yes delicious uh yeah so they're getting along unfortunately i mentioned dickheads on both sides there is one on the ape side cobra and he sees that the humans have a huge stockpile of military grade weapons machine guns rocket launchers uh, tanks armored vehicles and cobra's not had a really good uh, relationship with humans no and he doesn't trust them and he comes up with a plan to try and turn the apes against the humans and go to war so he can capture all of the humans and torture them and just uh, make them feel the suffering that he felt during the first movie when he was a laboratory chimp uh, back in Jinsen which made the original virus that made all the apes go super clever so in order to do this Cobra 
uh, infiltrates the armory and manages to trick these two guards into thinking that he's just a normal chimp and he's a playful chimp and he does roly polies and uh, handstands and all sorts of stuff and clumsies his way into getting hold of a gun and the two guards thinking that he's a dumb ape try and get him to put the gun down and he's flinging it about like you would and then he manages to pull the trigger shoots one of the guards the second guard freaks out cobra's face changes from playful ape to evil son of a bitch and (laughs) he kills the second guy in Mm. cold blood so survival tips chris what do we think i was confused as to why it was just two guys there the same guys there shooting at first i thought they were practicing yeah i'm confused with what those guys are doing because they're not guards because they're not patrolling or anything no they're just shooting the guns wasting ammunition or they're testing the weapons but yeah that's they're not they're just shooting and drinking i think they are testing the weapons because i think in the first scene we see of them they're swapping guns and just firing off a few rounds making sure that they're all up to code because these weapons have probably been in storage for 10 years so they're probably going to be rusty and their job is probably to weed out the defective weapons and share out the good weapons that's what i'm thinking but they seem to be enjoying their job way too much and wasting way too much ammunition oh yeah they're going nuts with it and they're drinking as well don't drink and have guns vodka gets real strong after 10 years (laughs) real potent (laughs) yes strong stuff yeah well survival tips obviously cobra plays it smart because he comes in again Act like a silly Deceptive, ape. Yeah. yeah. So they lower their guard, don't they? Because at first they're jumping, then it's like, oh, yeah, give him a drink, I'll do this. Get the ape drunk! Yeah, <laughs> get it pissed! Why is that always, everyone? What? Give an alcohol, alcohol to animals. Give it alcohol. Put a bowl of vodka down for your cat or something. Yeah, hedgehogs. Don't give hedgehogs milk. They're lactose intolerant. Are they really? Yes. Interesting, I didn't know that. I'm uh, nothing if not full of fart. useless <laughs> information. <laughs> but, yeah... So they are kind of off guard. Were they not present when Caesar led a whole army of talking apes to the front door of the tower? No, because they were armory, weren't they? Did they not at least hear about it from like the other uh, civilians that are wandering about? The other civilians probably aren't allowed near the armory. Perhaps you never see these two guys go to the city. Perhaps they don't want to know anything about the city. They just want to stay with the guns. They don't care about anything else. Not even getting apes drunk. No, they care about that. They care about that. <laughs> the one passion, guns and apes. Yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> now, I can't help but think, had they established proper rules and had guidelines to follow, procedures, if you like, this never would have happened. This is in a world of chaos and anarchy, Chris. It seems you pretty can't... under control at the armory, doesn't it? I think they should have let the ape approach as close as it did. As soon as it grabbed the gun, may have shot it they think it's just a playful animal and everything well, yeah and and they've not got their guns they're laid back and if they make a move to the guns and if it, any sudden movements might freak uh cobra and the gun might go off accidentally so that's what they're getting at they don't want to spook the ape and then have the gun accidentally go off and apes even on their own without a weapon are dangerous because uh, they're stronger than people they're quicker they've got sharper teeth so you, do, you don't want to get into a fight with an ape one-on-one, even mm. two-on-one, because especially with the added danger of the gun possibly going off. And the fact that these are genetically smarter apes oh, yeah, than that the as well, usual but... stuff. So, yeah, that's a danger. Uh, yeah, they should have 
been more careful and also this is the second time that cobra's come in because cobra does the whole playing dumb thing when he's initially scouting out the armory so they should have reported this to their superiors and said that an ape has gotten into the compound and they should have tightened security maybe put barbed wires and a lot more people there as well yeah just not even that just restrict access because you know that your closest enemies or closest neighbors are apes and the apes are good at climbing so you need to try and cut off any overhangs that they can use to swing or fences that they can climb easily just uh, tightening up security overall yeah also what i think would been good they could have had a, on their belts a retractable wire that's attached to the gun. So if even the gun's dropped, it's attached to them. Like when people have sets of keys on, you know, those yeah. stringy wires on their belts, but for the gun. I've lost my machine gun! <laughs> what could it be? Hang on. <laughs> but then Cobra wouldn't have got it, would he? Because he would have grabbed it and would have been attached. Well, I think if Cobra had seen the opportunity, he would have pulled it and shot them immediately. Even if it was attached by a keychain. <laughs> or whatever. I don't think that would have stopped him uh, getting his hands on on a, a machine gun. Right. And he really loves guns in this one. Yeah, he does. He's, He's bloody riding a horse and shooting two of them at the same time. They're pretty badass. That badass. is pretty badass, yeah. You know what the other problem is with this is that even if there's other people nearby, they're not going to worry if they hear the gunshots when Cobra shoots and kills them because they're going to be hearing gunshots from that thing all day, all the time. So Yeah, they'll idiots. get used to it. Exactly, they? so they're like, oh yeah, it's just the guys practicing. And getting drunk. <laughs> and getting drunk, yeah. So yeah, tighter security and... Don't be so lax with your weapons. It's, yeah, especially around a monkey. Ape. <laughs> I'm going to call him a monkey. Right. Cobra's not done, though, going on his murder spree. So in order to get back to Caesar's uh, home, he has to go past uh, Carver, who, after his smuggling in a, a weapon into Caesar's home, has been... <laughs> Forced to sit in the car until he has learned his lesson. Yes, <laughs> he's been, I enjoyed that. Yeah, he's been put on the naughty step, essentially. Uh, which is too bad for him because he's on his own and Cobra rocks up, drags him out of the car window and beats him to death. Now, I thought this was going to come into play where Cobra shoots Caesar and I thought Cobra was going to use his body and go, look, I found who shot Caesar and I, I beat him to death. And I thought that's what he was going to do to get the other apes onto his side and make him the new leader. So obviously not what happens. And uh, Cobra just wants some sweet revenge for this guy shooting one of his ape friends. So we've talked about it one on one. Not going to happen. It's not. Unless no. you're Tarzan. Well, then even Tarzan got the shit kicked into him he by the did, year, didn't yes, he? He did, yes. He did in last year's Tarzan. He gets the shit kicked out of him. Now, I do have some tips for uh, from WikiHow. I googled quickly <laughs> before uh, how to survive uh, a fight with an ape. Now, it came back with how to prevent slash survive an attack from a monkey. But they're both primates, so I'm going to use those. Okay, so we should be able to use them for humans as well, then. Y- yes, all primates. Go ahead. So, the first uh, piece of advice they give is dress correctly what do you mean dress correctly <laughs> so it's uh, like things that they can't grab hold of I think this is basically advice for tourists when they go to 
uh, places like India, right, uh, and uh, where uh, monkeys are quite familiar with humans and stuff like that. So it's n- it's not designed for preparing to fight a super smart ape. Well, but- I don't know when it said <laughs> dress correctly. I thought somebody had written it for you're going with the intention to fight a, gr- a gorilla. Who goes? <laughs> Tarzan does. I want to go to Africa and I'm going to fight a gorilla. Tarzan does it. I don't see why the problem is. Yes, but he doesn't do that on purpose. Yeah, he does. No, he does it because he has to get somewhere. And does he dress correctly? Yes, he does. All he's got is a loincloth on. That's how you fight one. Do you want to know how they suggest dressing? A tight-fitting clothing, like a wetsuit. Well, not like a wetsuit, but tight-fitting clothing. So, obviously, the monkeys or apes or cobras can't grab hold of anything. Glasses, um, anything like a string bag or anything like that anything with a um a strap or anything like that take that off because that might choke you or <laughs> or whatever because uh, they're quite grabby aren't they and, and curious creatures so that's that's one another piece of advice that they give which is kind of negated in this situation is keep your distance cobra sneaks up on our guy and drags him out of a car window so sneak attack Keeping the distance isn't an option there. When you've done these, I'll give some proper survival tips. Okay. Don't feed the monkeys. <laughs> He's not doing that anyway. What else do they suggest? Consider your body language. So don't show your teeth or do any uh, gestures that are like ag- aggressive that a- an ape would find aggressive. So, so don't go down all fours growling and saying, come on, you motherfucker. I don't know about all all fours i don't know about motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if the ape education system that they've got here teaches well, swear in the words. film they're teaching like alphabet and but, stuff yeah but i don't think they're does james franco say is he sweary he's not sweary is he so caesar wouldn't know swear words but no don't show your teeth so don't smile because to us smiling is a show of oh i'm happy and, and good but uh uh, primates it's showing your teeth showing your your claws it's a sign of aggression so you don't want to do that so so far i've got to go dressed as a ninja wearing a very tight ninja outfit use the shadows to keep my distance and don't give them any bananas <laughs> no bananas yes don't take pictures why is don't take pictures on her again flash yeah tourist information um yeah don't run away what do you mean don't run away <laughs> if they're attacking you why can't you run I think it's a hierarchy thing. So if you run away, it shows that you're subservient and you're lesser on the totem pole. But again, with Cobra, Cobra wants to kill you, so I'd suggest running away. But then you wouldn't be able to outrun him because he's faster and more agile and you're in a forest. So he has the home field advantage. And you face him. (laughs) Man's an ape. You do Tarzan style on him. That doesn't work because Tarzan loses that fight. Yeah, but he fought a huge gorilla. Yes, but he only survives because that gorilla was his friend. Koba is nobody's friend. That doesn't... Going Tarzan doesn't work. So that's what WikiHow has. What what are your proper survival? When Koba appears at the window, he's just lit a cigarette. Oh, yeah, he's playing with... Set Koba on fire. So if you yeah. ca- if you catch Cobra out the corner of your eye, turn. Just turn and you quickly jab, either towards the face or body, something that makes Cobra jump backwards. No, just throw the lighter at him and hopefully it catches on his fur. Ooh, that's good. Burn. I thought that's what you were going with. No, what I was were gonna you on about? Singe him to make him go... No, to... set, the... hang on, hang on, <laughs> set no. him on fire! I was going <laughs> to singe him to you know, scare him and then he was going to escape. 
or hiding the car. I mean, if it was me, if I was Carver, I wouldn't be smoking anyway. I'd probably be laying in the back because I'd be sitting in front. So Cobra would have gone straight past me anyway because I'd be in yeah. the back asleep. Long-term survival advice, Chris. Don't smoke. Short-term survival advice. Set Cobra on fire. Exactly. Yeah, or give Cobra a cigarette. Get him addicted. And then... And in, in a, 10 to 15 years' time, after his lungs are wrecked... Then attack get, him. Yeah, because he'll be out of breath. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's blind in one eye. Well, that's already. from human experimentation. Oh! Cigarette in the other eye? Now he can't get you at all. Yeah. You'd have to out pretty quick, though, as well. Well, you're going to have to even quicker. He's already got the cigarette lit, so it's going to be quicker to light you know, the lighter and flume. Unless a cigarette can like, set him on fire. Cigarette wouldn't. Lighter would. Okay, but he's already lit and he puts the lighter away. And he's smoking. No, he's, so play- he's, got he's playing cigarette. with the lighter. He keeps yeah, but it's not lit. on and off. Get your timings right, and then when Cobra appears and your lighter When he grabs on, you, just be like, ah! Yeah, burn, Cobra, burn. But then he's got two other apes with him, doesn't he? So after you've burnt Cobra... I don't recall seeing them, but you, you might be You don't see them, right. but they come back with him from the uh But uh, setting armory, one so. ape on fire would scare off the Entice other Entice the others to fight, and then you go Tarzan on them no, over it- the burning body. I think the sight of a burning ape would scare them off, and the fact that Cobra is their alpha would again make you the alpha it, yeah it would w- play into that hierarchy thing so you go into prison and punch the biggest guy you're now the biggest guy really if you go to prison you're gonna punch the biggest guy i'll find the biggest guy i, I am the biggest guy as so long as it's a prison for under 12s Midgets. then i'll be the biggest guy 13 year olds are all bigger than me i still get id'd for 15 dvds wow that is diabolical holy shit that's not good at all. It does no good for my self-esteem. I look like a child. Yeah, you do. Oh. So Cobra <laughs> shoots Caesar. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah, um, Caesar is apparently dead. Because Cobra sneaks up and shoots him, but only Caesar sees Caesar, Cobra, yeah. so everyone else just assumes it's a human. Yeah, Caesar's right-hand apes tell the humans, Malcolm and his crew, to run before... Cobra convinces all the apes to turn on them and they manage to run hide and Malcolm does find uh, Caesar who's injured and they take him to a safe space which just so happens to be his old home where he lived with James Franco and that's where Ellie and uh, Malcolm treat him for his gunshot injuries and make him feel all better whilst they're doing that though Cobra leads a full on assault on the tower uh, this takes Gary the old man Oldman off guard and a whole lot of monkeys on uh, apes <laughs> a whole lot of chimpanzees and, and all gorillas. sorts of yeah just on and horses and lots of monkeys on apes god damn it man lots of apes on horses shooting machine guns oh thank god for that right so Chris you're in this battle uh, let's make you a human you're that guy that gets instantly shot in the head how do you not get instantly shot in the head Wow. Okay. No, no, just how would you fare in this fight? You're put in charge of the battle plan. What do you do? What's your game plan? Well, they have rocket launchers, don't they? Yes. Is, is, I'm going to rocket it... launcher the fuck out of everything. The thing is, the humans could have won this. They had one important thing, and they, they could have won it, but they fucked it up. When I was watching it, I was even thinking to myself, what, What's the important this. thing? What's that? The tank. The tank. Okay. The now, armoured vehicle. Yeah. The apes, they have no way of getting into this, okay? It's a bulletproof thing. Their spears aren't going to get into it, for fuck's sake. The the apes do have guns at this point as well. Yes, and the bullets, they're just ricocheting off. You're not going to get through. 
because obviously this thing's probably designed to take other tank shots. Now the problem is they, the guy on top is a machine gunner and he's standing up in the hatch out of the tank shooting. And the entire time I was thinking, just go into the hatch and stay in there because you've got the big gun, they can't get in. If you leave the hatch open, the apes will get in. What happens? Koberg drags him out, gets in, kills the guy, yeah. and then end up using a tank by accident to breach the uh, the tower of the city. Yeah. And the thing is, this vehicle, as you said, is designed for fighting other other armoured vehicles uh, and, and things like that. So an ape can do something that another armoured vehicle can't do, and that's jump in and hijack your your tank. So exactly. So <laughs> That's no good. Yeah, if the hatch had been closed then they the never would have got into it yeah the fight would have been a lot different and they wouldn't have lost their ace in the hole as for rocket launchers i'm not sure how many they have and again for armored vehicles i'm not sure how many they have either i think it's just the one tank but it, that one tank could have been enough because those apes none of those apes would have got into it i mean the most would have done is like six or seven gorillas could have got up and possibly picked it up and on its side i don't think they could have picked it well up. there you go then even that yeah, there's, there's an error in tactics, but again, this is probably the first time that the people have had to fight for for their home and had to use this sort of heavy military equipment. And we don't know the history of these people, because they're not the army. They know how to drive a tank. Yeah, well, there's probably self-taught, and there's a manual, and, and they've had a few years to get used to it, but this is the first time they've used it in combat. Again, uh, with this trilogy, I think Woody Harrelson... Well, I know Woody Harrelson is the army guy, so these guys are just a a ragtag group of civilians that have trained themselves to use machine guns and things like that. They're not proper soldiers. Mm. So they wouldn't have your military expertise, General Chris. Obviously. (laughs) I'm sorry, Private Chris, you've been demoted for... All the Call of Duty in Battlefield I've played. Yes, that makes you... (laughs) I know what I'm doing. A military expert... So yeah, good stuff. So when Cobra takes over the tank, that allows him to break through the walls of the tower and all the apes get inside. And they overwhelm all the human fighters and manage to round them up and put them into prison pens. And Gary Oldman manages to get away and uh, comes up with a harebrained scheme, which we'll get onto in a bit. Yeah, so Cobra is a more bloodthirsty uh, leader and uh, asks Ash to kill an unarmed human. Ash doesn't want to, though, because he says Caesar wouldn't want this. Caesar would want peace. Cobra again puts on his friendly act and puts his arm around Ash, then picks him up, walks him up some stairs, and throws him off of a balcony. I know, I thought it was one of the most brutal deaths in this film. Very brutal. Yeah, I was shocked at that, actually. I thought he was going like, to hold him over the edge and like threaten him, but like, this is what we are, don't do this. Swear to me! <laughs> exactly. And he just threw him over. Fucking Blue Eyes is just standing there doing nothing. Well, it's a display of power and Cobra's alpha male dominant status that he's trying to display. So they wouldn't have fought back, especially Blue Eyes. I mean, Ash didn't even try to fight back at all. He'd let him drag him. He squirms, but there's not much he can do. Oh, I think he could have. He could have easily, because obviously they can grab with their feet, and he's dragging up by sort of his not his hair, but, you know, the back of his neck. Yeah, but then he's picked up. Yeah, but as he's being dragged, though, he could have rolled his feet upwards, so he's, you know, his feet grabbed hold of the hand. I think he does try that. Flipped Cobra forward. I think he does try that, but it's it's to no avail. Yeah, so that's that's a tricky one because Ash doesn't see it coming. It was an Um, upsetting death. I didn't like it. It made me feel uncomfortable. I felt sorry for the ape. I was going to say monkey then. I felt sorry for the ape. (laughs) Blue Eyes had a gun as well. He could have just shot him. True, but that's not the ape way. 
Ash being killed sort of turns Blue Eyes uh, back and uh, when Malcolm is looking for some medical supplies to help Caesar, he runs into Blue Eyes and Malcolm eventually manages to convince him to come back with him and shows him uh, Caesar's still alive. Blue Eyes sort of comes around to the idea that humans aren't all bad and they team up to liberate the tower and take out Koba now that Caesar is sort of up to full strength and he's healed a bit. So this plan works. Koba and Caesar have a tussle. Unfortunately, Gary Oldman is trying to get into contact with uh, the military and Malcolm doesn't want him to because he knows once the military hears about these apes attacking and taking over the tower that all hell's going to break loose and it's going to be a full-on war and then there'll be no chance of apes and humans living and working together in harmony. Oldman doesn't see it that way and wants to kill them all and doesn't want to give Caesar a chance to take back his community and blows up the tower. Malcolm manages to die for cover. Oldman doesn't because he hits the switch. He hasn't yet managed to put enough C4 around the tower to bring it down completely but the explosion is enough to kill him and his two friends. It's a bit rash, isn't it, Oldman? Yes. He gives a whole speech about we are survivors and then... Just blows it all up. Yeah, That's destroys terrible. everything that he's worked for. I think the reason being is uh, he's just fed up with it all. Because there's a scene earlier in the film where he's uh, when the power comes back on, he's charged up his iPad. And he's looking through at pictures of this kid and children, guessing wife and his children. who It would be weird lost. if they weren't. So it yes. would be, yes. It's just something else his iPad he's picked up. So perhaps he's thinking, you know what, I've just had enough of this. These apes, they've done this which is not their fault at all. And he's like, just forget all of it and just takes it. Could have been prevented, though, because Malcolm's standing there. He's holding them at gunpoint. Now, Oldman makes a snatch for the... It's, again, another example of lax gun control. Yes. He could have shot Oldman in the leg or something as he was going for the uh, the detonator. Could have shot him once he had the detonator. I noticed he had a bulletproof vest on. Yeah. So a leg shot would have taken him out and then knocked the detonator away or something like that. And perhaps even cut the wire to the detonator. I don't know. Malcolm's not a bomb disposal guy. <laughs> he should be. I'm not be. sure what Malcolm is. Because uh, his, his lady friend is uh, a medical. Yeah. Carver is uh, something to do with the dam. Because yeah. he's apparently needed. So Malcolm, I'm not sure what he is. An engineer of some sort? I think he does say, but it escapes me what he said he was. I don't recall. No, neither do I actor oh <laughs> uh, you know what he could have been he could have been holding at gunpoint he's like I am a Terminator dun 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 dun, dun. he's the T-John he's back to the future well there is time tra- travel in uh, the Planet of the Apes universe isn't there yes there is because that's how in the original film and the 2005 remake they get there don't they yeah I don't know if it's a parallel universe or it's just the into the future I think it's just into the future yeah yeah and they find all don't they yeah so we could, it's, it's possible that he is a Terminator. So. There you go, then. Cross-franchising fusion. Yes, we love it. No, we don't love it. <laughs> we hate it. Oh, yes, we do hate it. I don't know. I kind of like it. No, I hate it. Yeah, fair I enough. Hate, I hate the latest Terminator film, so... Yeah, that wasn't a good one. But Gary Oldman's death. Easy, is it? Just don't blow it up. Why? Give the ape a chance. Now, unfortunately, he's just blinded by you ape hatred isn't he a bit like Carver is so yeah. he's willing to die in the hope that he kills the apes as he says before he goes up he's like I'm going to save mankind 
At which point it's like, oh, oh god, he's definitely going to do it now. And he wasn't saving them anyway because he knows he's not put enough explosives on to take the whole tower yeah. down. Again, I think it's just he's had enough. It's just doing it. It's just rage, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but the explosion does have one positive. It throws Cobra and Caesar's fight into turmoil as bits of the structure come down. Caesar takes this opportunity to save his fellow apes. Cobra does not. He <laughs> he shoots one of them. Yeah, he shoots one of them whilst aiming for Caesar. He takes a gun off of one of them and then drops a piece of uh, scaffolding back down onto the ape leaving him trapped so that's not good leadership the structure being disrupted by the explosion means that Koba uh, falls down and manages to grab hold of a ledge uh, Caesar grabs his hand and we think that he's going to pull him up because Koba throws back the ape's one rule that is apes don't kill other apes despite the fact five seconds earlier he shot one in the back he shot one in the back he threw ash off a balcony and Caesar breaks his one rule and lets Cobra drop all the way down to the bottom of this uh, bottomless pit. Maybe he's dead, maybe he isn't. Because uh, towards the end of the credits, there's... Um, Wait, there's a post-credit scene? There's not a post-credit scene. There is the sound of uh, heavy breathing, which is meant to be uh, Cobra. Or it sounds like Cobra. I don't, I don't go into the credits far I, enough. Well, it's, it's right at the, at the back end oh, of them, so... I think Cobra probably is dead and uh, that scene is very reminiscent of what Cobra did to the Jen Sin guy at yeah. the end uh, pushing the helicopter off with him inside so some kind of poetic justice there and then the film ends with Caesar and Malcolm parting ways Caesar knows it's too late and that there is a war coming and that the best thing that Malcolm can do for his family is to leave whilst he still can and not get dragged into this war. So, Chris, based on a conversation that we had from last week's Piranha episode, which I think people enjoyed, I'm going to add a new segment called What Happened Next? Which is basically going to be How Do The People Survive The Aftermath Of This Film? Now, we're not going to focus on Caesar because his story is going to be continued uh, in War of the Planet of the Apes. So let's talk about Malcolm's family. If you were them, what would you do in order to continue to survive in this terrible world? I would head north, because Gary Oldman's character tells him, yeah, we contact military base up north, they're coming this way. That's the soldiers who are coming. But if you go up north and you go to the military base, they'll probably take you in or they'll give you some supplies. You perhaps will be safe there. Obviously, the war's going to be fought down south. So <laughs> you, you, you stay at the military base. Failing that, you'd need to try and think, okay, what's the closest city or town to us? When you get there, you've then got to hope there's power. You've got to hope that the, if people are there, they're friendly and they're not going to turn on you. I'm not rioting. And that's the thing I'd have issue with going to the military base. Because military people, they're going to be out for themselves. They're going to be looking for war. They're probably the guys that took part in the rioting and stuff like that. And you never know, they may not even be military. They may just be a... And they're a, cannibals. They may, yeah, they could be cannibals. They could be anyone that have just overpowered or come across uh, a military base. So I my survival advice would be don't go to the city. Why they went to the city, I don't know why, because you can't grow food in concrete, can you? They did it for 10 years. They're doing something. Appa- apparently, we don't see how they managed to survive. We don't need to see it. We kind of do. There's no fields or anything. They must just be living off tins of soup. It's fine. 
We love soup here. So I'd, I'd go to the country and, you know, start a farm or something. Yeah, that would be my advice. Start a, start a small farming community away from the war. So far as we know, Caesar's group of apes is the only intelligent community that we've seen of apes of any description. So we're not sure whether uh, there are lone apes uh, wandering around. Maybe they're from zoos and stuff like that. Private illegal pets or what have you wandering around uh, aimless. Um, we're not sure. But uh, that would be my advice as to survive. Uh, what happened next? For fuck's sake. What happened next? Really, realistically, what actually happened next is... They Woody were, Harrison shows up. They were set upon by a group of scavengers. And they murdered. were eaten. Murdered and eaten. Good. That's why they're not in a third film. They're dead. James Franco's not in this film because he's dead. Well, we don't know he's dead. Chances are James Franco's dead because uh, in the news montage at the beginning it says only one in 500 people are immune or survive the simian flu. So the chances of uh, James Franco being in that uh, group of people is very slim. It's one in 500. It's a chance, but it's very slim. Yeah, so that's Dawn of Planet of the Apes, Doc Potter. If you want it abbreviated, I don't no. know why. Is there anything else you want to add about this film, Chris? Any other survival tips that you want to give? Mm. This raises a question about animal testing, doesn't it? <laughs> we won't get into that. It does, that. yeah, but we've, we've gone over that before in uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which is available now for downloading, if you <laughs> like. For sake. It's a good stuff. Right, yeah, that's all I've got to say on it, and uh, you're fine, I think. Yeah, I mean, good. you're not fine, but... How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> You're done with, uh, you've got no additional things to add. No, I'm happy with everything. This is the bit where we'd normally do the news, but plot twist, you're not really here, are you? No, I am not. <laughs> you're a ghost. You've been abducted by apes. I'm their king. <laughs> they call Kong? me Kong. <laughs> yes, I got there before you. So yeah, you're not really here, um, which means I'm going to have to do the news solo. Everyone likes a bit of solo news. I don't. <laughs> Fair enough. It's horrible. I have to talk and I've got no one to bounce off. Don't laugh at your own jokes. I, uh, well, who else is going to laugh? <laughs> I'm going to have to take the slow way around because we're recording midweek and we normally record on Saturday. So we've got a few days. So I guess I'll see everyone in a bit. <laughs> so. <fuck's> sake. <laughs> So the reason Chris isn't in the next bit is because he's not here, so... I've not killed him halfway through the episode, so... Just gone quiet. I'm going to put in a Wilhelm scream, because I can, and then we'll be in the future, and it'll just be me. So, have you got anything else to add, Chris, or can I let you go? You can let me go. Okay. You don't want to say, damn you dumb dirty apes. <laughs> we didn't get that line in this one. No, Which is I'm the good. classic Planet of the Apes They film. can't put it in every freaking film, can they? They can. If, if or a variation film, of it. When we watch the next one, if Harry... I forgot his last name. Who's not called Harry? About? He's Woody. <laughs> Woody Harrison's character is on the floor. Caesar standing and he goes, You damn dirty ape. I'm going. I've had enough of that line. What if Caesar says, You damn dirty humans. Like I'm going to high five you. <laughs> like they did in the terrible Tim Burton one. Which is the Tim Burton one? The... 2005 one. Oh, Mark Wahlberg? Yes. I like that one. You're the only one. <laughs> I don't care. I'm glad you're not here for the rest of the <laughs> show. 
want you for liking that film. Well, in that case, I'm going to hand over to you as I vanish into the ether. The Wilhelm scream I'm going to put in is you falling into a hole, isn't it? Yes. And three, two, one. <laughs> now that's Chris down a hole. Let's get on with the news. Not much to talk about this week, but uh, let's start off with some trailers. Jumanji 2, Welcome to the Jungle. Oh boy, this has not made a, a great impression on me. First off, Kevin Hart doing his usual, I'm sure, and that's funny, shtick. I have a great fondness, as many people do, for the original Jumanji with Robin Williams. I don't think this needed to be a Jumanji film, because it's not got the board game. It's Jumanji in title only, and it's a video game? This could have been its own franchise. I, It's beyond me why they had to pick Jumanji as the franchise that they're going to bolt this comedy action thing onto. This could have been its own thing. It didn't have to be a Jumanji. It could have been its own franchise, but nope. And... I don't think even the franchise Viagra, The Rock, is going to save it. Uh, Also weird that its subtitle, Welcome to the Jungle, is a 2003 rock film. So I I don't know whether there's a link there. Maybe we've all got it wrong. Maybe this isn't a sequel to Jumanji and it's a big swerve and it's actually a sequel to Welcome to the Jungle. But I don't hold my breath for that. I'm not thrilled with this. And I've, I've asked Chris down his hole what he thinks of it and surprise surprise he's not seen the trailer for it so hopefully he's seen it by next week and he'll maybe share my opinion maybe he'll take this trailer even worse than i have uh speaking of trailers there's one more and that's for the inhumans tv show there's a bit going on but i think the main takeaway from the trailer is giant teleporting dog uh it looks good and I think that's going to be the standout character. Is it's Lockjaw? Is the giant teleporting dog uh, a really unusual character to have, especially on TV? Because TV CGI characters, TV CGI full stop is, is kind of hit and miss. Uh, but no, Lockjaw looks really good. I think it helps that the series is only about eight episodes long, so they can really invest the time into the effects and getting it right. And I think they've done that. They've done that really well with Lockjaw. Black Bolt, on the other hand, I'm not too convinced by. Uh, the guy, I'm not sure who he is, but he looks a little unexpressive, which is not what you want from Black Bolt, who is a character that cannot talk because his power is that if he utters a single word or a sound, he can blow up a building. I think you need someone a bit more expressive for that. I might be wrong. They might have just accidentally... Uh, picked some of his more stoic moments but yeah we'll have to see how this goes because uh, the tv branch of marvel have been really pushing in humans with agents of shield and i i like agents of shield and i like how they handle the inhumans in that but this is really inhuman centric going really deep into its lore and it's something that the guys over there have wanted to do for a while it was even slated to be a movie at some point but I think Kevin Feige put a stopper in that. So it's now on TV. So this doesn't fill me with confidence, but you never know. It's the same with Jumanji. A bad trailer doesn't necessarily make for a bad film or TV show. So we'll have to wait and see. But fingers crossed, Lockjaw looks good. Uh, That's a good thing coming out of this trailer, definitely. 
more good news wonder woman has officially made more money in the usa than batman v superman not much to say on this but good job wonder woman it's a better film than batman v superman definitely hands down and yeah it deserves to make more money than bvs yeah a victory for good filmmaking it's good that it's made a lot of money because that'll inspire other studios to go down that same route uh hopefully this doesn't mean that we're going to get a load of rushed out female superhero films we want good superhero female superhero films specifically so yeah keep it up dc keep it up movie industry and make good films not bad films (laughs) you didn't need me to tell you that though i would have thought that was obvious there was another trailer as well cult of chucky i know literally nothing about chucky so i'll have to ask chris about that he's not seen the trailer i have texted him down his hole uh but obviously not good wi-fi down there so he's not watched any of the trailers but yeah i'll ask him about it because like i said chucky's not my expertise uh it looks kind of generic i don't get the whole idea of being scared of a doll it's tiny you just kick it it's not much of a a threat really but i'm sure i'm wrong and chris will give me a big explanation as to why i should be scared of a tiny redhead doll uh but anyway last bit of news well it's not really news uh it's more of a a mini reviewy bit for doctor who the last episode of the current run with peter capaldi has aired and uh i've watched it and because chris isn't here and he's like two years behind on doctor who i can speak freely uh, about my thoughts on this episode so just quick spoiler warning if you've not seen the finale of doctor who and you're planning on seeing it maybe skip this bit but um yeah i think it was a pretty strong finale tied up a lot of loose ends um there were some recycled plot elements i did notice specifically uh bill's storyline where she's turned into a cyberman and she's fighting the programming kind of how they used um clara in the asylum of the daleks storyline uh where she doesn't realize that she's a dalek and she's kind of trying to stop the programming so she's not completely turned it kind of had shadows of that but it was done well i it was it was fine yeah that was uh but that's what it reminded me of um now the payoff between the missy and the returning john sims versions of the master that was really good i really liked how they uh, ended that particular storyline with a uh, missy taking out john sims and john sims returning the favor by shooting missy in the back that's proper that's what the master would do isn't it he's gonna get his revenge and of course he was gonna shoot himself just to get revenge and be petty it was nice to see john sims back as the master uh he's really good and sinister proper creepy version of that character so yeah uh it's sad to see him go if he is gone you never know time lords and time wibbly wobbly timey wimey so yeah that, I, I enjoyed that and the backstabbing and the kind of dynamic that they had the end of the episode though has got me quite excited for the christmas episode of the show so we leave peter capaldi injured and forcing back his regeneration saying he doesn't want to be someone that he isn't he doesn't want to change and the tardis opens up onto an icy 
planet and he's confronted by a very familiar face who it turns out is the first and the original doctor obviously not played by the same actor but a nice surprise he's played by david bradley who played the doctor in a sort of documentary about the making of the first series and i think that's a really good sort of touch to bring him in and and have him play the doctor yeah and that's going to feed into the christmas episode where peter capaldi is going to change uh properly and i think that's the first episode where we're getting the new story team and and stuff like that i think it might be stephen moffat's uh last hurrah that christmas episode i'm not sure but yeah we're getting a doctor team up after we get a, a team up of the two masters uh in this episode so yeah looking forward to that i'd like to hear what chris has to say about that but uh he'd probably shout at me if i spoiled it so uh let's keep that under wraps for now but yeah a really fairly strong episode a few bits recycled but yeah it left me wanting more which is good it's what you want and that's about it that's all the news i told you there wouldn't be much but if you have any thoughts on the news or the uh finale of uh this series of doctor who or of course planet of the apes uh, whether you're looking forward to war for the planet of the apes and if you have any thoughts on this week's episode uh, let us know email us at we could survive that at gmail.com or tweet us uh, at we could survive and if there are any other movies you'd like us to cover let us know people seem to really like the piranha episode so if there's any other older horror movies or anything like that that you'd like us to cover then let us know what you'd like to hear yeah get involved so that's pretty much it here next week we'll be back i think with spider-man homecoming and then the following week war for the planet of the apes so stick around for those episodes uh but until then keep on surviving everybody goodbye